There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Greetings, listener dear. We're back in our home from homes, your ear canal. But who lives in an ear canal like this? Matthew, it's over to you. Oh, it's you. Yeah, it is. It is me. Yeah, it's not just over to me. It's it's me that you've said my name. But the one person we haven't mentioned yet is, of course, you, Tom. Tom, oh, how are you yes, doing? Yes, of course. But who else, Matthew, apart from you and I, lives in an ear canal like this? Matthew, I'll give you a clue. It's you. Oh, it's me. Oh, well, it's great to be here in this ear canal. But the one person we haven't uh, spoken about, uh, oh, Tom. Oh, of course. Tom. We haven't, it goes and I'll, miss I'll, give you, I'll give you a little clue as to his name. Oh, it's yes. you, Tom. Oh, thank you so much. And, and I, I w- it would be remiss of me to carry on a minute further without introducing my dear friend, who is obviously, of course, in the ear canal. It's you, Matthew. It's Matthew. It's always been you. <laughs> it's you. It's you. It's always been you. And it's always been in you. Not my words. The words of Huey from Whoa. The Fun Loving Criminals. <laughs> what? Sorry, what was that last bit, Huey? <laughs> anyway, um, yes, stick em up, punks. We are the three Fun Loving Criminals. It's, of course, myself. Thomas and Clarky. Clarky! We kept your light under a bushel for too long. Yes. Um, lots of bush- bushels in this air canal. It's a very bizarre uh, can, one. Can, can you not bosh the bushel whilst you're in the <laughs> listener's air canal, please, Clarky? Once I boshed it, it becomes the flaming bush. <laughs> you boshed it so hard that it lit. It's set on fire, as did my genitals. Um, Clarky, please keep it clean. There's a reason. There's a reason we don't bring you in on these intros, mate. Because you're gonna you're gonna grub you're gonna grub up the ear canal. This is actually this is actually it's supposed to be a high class uh, podcast here. It's supposed to be a fa- we have to have the explicit content now. Absolutely, um, and it is. A, it's a high class episode with a high class guest. Yes, it? it certainly is. It's a Beef Brothers cold cuts with our wonderful guest, Mr. Matt Lucas. Who what is a treat! Very kind to join us over Zoom. Uh, we had a lovely chat with him. God, um, we could have we could have nattered all day, couldn't we? We, was, we could have he's done. He's a lovely guy, isn't he? He's a really, he's really such nice a lovely guy. He's a nice. He's a nice man. We had a nice time chatting to him. So enjoy that in just a second. Before all that, we should just say that um, if you missed the uh, Flatshare Slamdown we did over Zoom with uh, Sarah Pascos, Dean Roscopoulos and Josh Widdicombe, it is available to watch after the fact on YouTube and you can get your tickets for watching that on Eventbrite, E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E and you can uh, search for Pappy's Flatshare. Here's what I'd suggest. Yes, Sit down, on. get yourself about five or six strong Polish lagers and drink along with me. <laughs> yeah, if you and can by do the, the end, you'll kind of be you'll you'll understand what it is I'm saying. I think it's a bit like the Widnell and I drinking game. If you can uh, drink along with Clarky, then well, you'll probably be dead by the end of it, actually. But um, <laughs> always worth a try. Um, so yeah, so get get that from Eventbrite, and also 
Tom, do you want to tell people about our Patreon? Yes, of course. Um, All the while lockdown is going on, we're putting out extra content every weekday um, for anybody on the $5 tier on our Patreon. So go along to Patreon, um, look us up, and uh, if you go for the $5 tier, then you'll be getting extra bonus content every weekday of the week. Day. <laughs> that is a promise to you. No, Every week of the week about day. those days. I'll tell you that much. That so, is true. No, some days are weak, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> what's the, what's, but what's sign the up for five dollars <laughs> and find out which one is the weakest. Also, um, very exciting, we've got another Flat Share Slam Down live going out over Zoom. That will be on the 8th of July. And boy, oh boy, that is shaping up to be a very exciting one. So get along to Eventbrite and you can get your tickets for the 8th of July for another Flat Share Slam Down live. Live on Zoom. Yeah, they've been really, <laughs> really fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, join us for that. That should be good fun. But. The main on thing Zoom, is, yeah, on Zoom's on. kind of like the DJ. <laughs> it's, it's it's becoming like the DJ set of its day, isn't it? <laughs> it's like you know, oh, I live see. brackets on Zoom. Yeah, uh, if you yeah, think, yeah, oh, yeah. oh wow, I'm going to get to the Arctic Monkeys. Oh DJ no, set. it's the bassist doing a DJ set, <laughs> and he DJ won't even set. play Arctic Monkeys himself because he thinks he's above it. But uh, yeah, that's very <laughs> that's very much this. And uh, what you'll realise as well is, um, we don't actually do flat share slam down. The three of us just DJ. Yeah, but that's right. if you want to see Josh Whitlock throwing some shapes, great place to go. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, as I was about to say, the main thing is <laughs> <laughs> what is the main thing? I've been the dying main to thing know. is, guys, enjoy this episode with Matt Lucas, and we'll see you on the other side. Well, if you've got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, beef. maybe we can help you beef from the sorting out your beef. Hello. 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 How's Hello. it going? I'm good. I've got a um, cabbage oh, caramel egg. Lovely. Oh, lovely. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah, so I'm going to celebrate the beginning of this podcast by making that. Do you share the uh, video of this podcast? We don't, no. So you're that's okay. That's a shame. No, Why, that's we... a shame. Because it'd be nice to show people that I've got a pleasant egg. Did you just, <laughs> have, that... Did you just have that delivered to your door? No. <laughs> But it was. I keep them in the fridge. I think they're very good out of the fridge. Oh, especially yeah. in weather like this. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Yeah. That's yes. an argument I got into the other day. My Easter egg, uh, not my Easter egg. My wife doesn't. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's quite an adorable pet name for someone. Oh, ah, my Easter egg. egg. My wife doesn't refrigerate her Easter eggs. What? She says it ruins the taste. Divorce. That's insanity, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get my head around it. It's the end for me. It's the only way to eat an Easter egg is refrigerate mm-hmm. it. That's right. <laughs> Wait, you see, here's the thing, because I don't, I don't refrigerate my Easter eggs. What? I don't refrigerate no, my but what? No, I just they just just go on top of the fridge. It's too it's too big, I think, for yeah, for the fridge. Yeah, it's just too much too I much space. Put, I definitely put chocolate in there. You, you know, know Easter eggs like are chocolate. A, uh, oh what? <laughs> <laughs> but they're egg. But uh, no, I, 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 I never, I never would. And in fact, but the thing is, I've, I've, I've talked about this before, but I'm not, a, not an Easter egg fan. Well, I'll often, I'll often, yeah, I know this is an awful start, but I'll often have Easter eggs from the previous year. What? When it, yeah, yeah, genuinely. I, <laughs> I once. <laughs> I What's once, going uh, on? How does chocolate survive in your house? Chocolate doesn't just, survive in my house. It just does. I just, I like chocolate, but I like. Mm-hmm just like small amounts every now and then i don't does like it co- does it come out mottled 
Oh yeah, here's the thing. Mm. I remember I, one one uh, evening I was thinking I'll I'll eat I'll eat a bit of Easter egg now. I'll treat myself. It was you know Christmas, October. and, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I, I went to get the Easter egg and I realised not it wasn't from last year. It was from the year before, and it was just what? had like a kind of white mossy kind of complexion all over it. It was grim. It wasn't like it wasn't rotten, but it was inedible. <laughs> Do you know that, um, sorry for talking with my mouth full. No, that's all right. No, um, please. Look, Cadbury's cream eggs are apparently, I, I, I was a Cadbury's cream egg man for two or three years, <gasps> about 25 years ago. And they wow. told me that, you know, I don't know if it's still the case, but definitely back then it was the case that they were on sale for three or four months, weren't they? They, oh, yeah. They'd yeah. kind of come on sale at the beginning of January. You'd see them till about April and then they were gone. And that it was a treat. Yeah. Um, depending, obviously, on your taste in chocolate. And um, uh, apparently they were made all year round, but kept in the freezer. What? By Cadbury's, yeah. So there's a factory churning out, well, there's uh, hens, I should say, don't want to ruin the magic, um, <laughs> churning out those chocolate <laughs> eggs. That's... They were frozen. They were frozen. Got to freeze your eggs. Yeah. Bloody hell. I didn't think I, I, I when I said, I was, sitting, I was about to say, I didn't think you could freeze chocolate, but of course you can. I mean, I had a Magnum last night. Of course you can freeze chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that I do like, though. Frozen frozen chocolate. I think it's got to be yeah. either or. It's got to either be frozen and delicious or mouldering mm. and three years old. Those are my two ways I'll consume chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it, is a, it is an immense disappointment when, after a summer, you find a, some chocolate and you open it and it's got that white powdery glaze. Yeah. 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 And that chalky texture. And you're like, it's not officially off. Do I eat it? How do you feel? Well, obviously yeah. I, I mean, do, but it's I not always the same. do. Yeah. How do you, yeah, how do you yeah, feel yeah. about when you buy when you go to a news agent's and you buy a chocolate bar in good faith, and you get it back and you realise that they have not kept this in any kind of condition? So it's sort of it's it's uh, melted and then kind of reformed into a sort of flat mm -hmm. version of the double decker. How do I feel? How do you feel? I get straight on, the, straight on the phone to my Thank lawyer. Thank you. That's exactly what I was doing. I also do the same. You know, if I go into a newsagent and I pick up a can of Coke and it says, a single can of Coke in the fridge and it says part of a multi-pack not to be sold separately, I call my lawyer. <laughs> so um, thanks very much for coming on the show, by the way. Um, what a treat. It's really nice to have Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's mm. nice to be, well, I say here, I'm just in my house, but it's still nice to be here. It's just nice to chat, isn't it? Mm. Nice to see some faces. Um, what kind of a person are you to live with? What kind of a, a flatmate are you? I'm, I think I'm all right. I think I'm okay. I, um, <laughs> you don't sound convinced. Well, it's, it's hard <laughs> for me to say. I think, I, I, I like to think that I'm an empathetic, an is that empathetic, empathetic, per, I like to think that I'm, um, an articulate person. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like to, an empathetic like person is somebody who speaks I'm in little bon mots, isn't it? Just, just little, yeah. little choice phrases. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a sort of witless Oscar Wilde. I just say things that are short, but they're not good. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to think I'm, I'm quite empathetic. I'm yeah. sort of on a scale of tidiness, 10 being really tidy. I'm probably a seven. So I'm all that's right. Fair. That's good. I think that's the healthy, that's the sweet spot. Yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be too tidy. Yeah, but Tom, no. you're a four. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. You know, I'll get there one day. Yeah, you've got to have, exactly. If you're a ten, where do you go from there? But if you're, you know, if you're around the fours, then you've got the you've got the dream of one day. Do you think this though? Like, I mean, I I always sort of thought, 
when I'm older, I'll have a house as tidy as my parents' house. And I'm older now and it just hasn't happened. This is no, certain, but then your parents, are they still working? But I mean, even the house when I was growing up. Oh, I see. Were, yeah, they just kept a, they keep a very tidy, very neat house. And Did they have a cleaner? No, no, they did it themselves. Did your mum work? My mum worked as well, yeah. And your dad, so when, what, did they have friends? No. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, if you had friends, you wouldn't have had time to do all of that. No, they had no social yeah. life whatsoever. Uh, that was all they put, did. That was, put it all into cleaning put the it house. All, yeah, absolutely. Once, once dinner was over, and also, like, we, I mean, we did a bit of it, you know, but I don't remember, you know, I wasn't one of these kids who came home at the end of the school day and there was like a list of chores waiting for them i didn't didn't have that set up most of it was done by them how do they do it how do they find the time they had four kids i tell you what my it might be the dad thing because i've started doing this that i never thought i would is like i potter for 15 minutes before going to bed and i think my dad was always the last to bed and he would just potter around the house and just put things in places right talk me through talk me through a potter like, you know, you just stroll around and you see things and you move them to, <laughs> to where you'd rather they go. Pop that in the fridge. I try and clean what you can see. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Nice. So if someone yeah. came around as a guest, they would think, oh, Matt's got a nice tidy house. But actually, open a, you know, open a drawer, look behind grot. the fridge. Yeah. Grot. Absolute grot. Absolute grot. <laughs> no, it's not complete grot. <laughs> it's mild grot. <laughs> <laughs> my old grot everything's got that white flaky stuff all over it i tell you what though i mean you know where they talk about um we don't have any ppe you know there's there's things that we don't have we don't have hand gel i tell you what we we have not run out of dust in this country i oh my there's god, dust yeah. everywhere my god also it's a weird thing because i'm at home more than ever and yet i want to tidy up less than ever yeah. yeah, you're making more dust. More of your. But that's because you know no one's going to come round. I think that's it. Yeah, but I'm sure I do have a, a very nice lady who comes and helps clean the house, um, and she comes. Well, she come twice a week for for four hours each time, I think. And she obviously she hasn't come for for um, ten about ten weeks, but when she does eventually come back, <laughs> um, in you know eight years time. <laughs> I'm sure I will rush around tidying everything up before she comes, so she has nothing to actually do. Yeah, that's I I, I had a cleaner as well. Uh, again, she hasn't been for for a while, and um, we talked about it before on the on the podcast. Diana is her name, and uh, yeah, she, I would always tidy up before she came around because you don't want you. She's got to come. Like I, I see her often in a week. I see her more than I see anybody else apart from the people I live with. So I'd want her to think well of me. I don't want her to think, oh, what a fucking slob! I've got to go and you know tidy up all of his shit. I want to, you know, he keeps he keeps a <laughs> nice house. You should really flush. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do shit in the middle of the floor as well. But that's you know it's just a greeting, isn't it? <laughs> you got to mark your territory. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still my flat, Diana. It's still my flat. <laughs> um, should we crack on and read some uh, other people's uh, other people's problems? Let's yes. get into it. Let's get into you it. You sent me an email. Let me open up my email. Yeah, do you want to do yours uh, first of all? Yes. Is it an email client? Is that what it's called? I guess My so. email oh. server. Sure. I'm opening up mail. Um, let's have a look. Because you sent me a mail. Would you like me to read it? Read it away, yes. Let's start with that one. Shall I say that it's, um, it's a beef from Fern? Yes, please. 
via the Beef Brothers podcast, actually. I just oh, need to tell someone this as I can't tweet it in case my nice neighbours think it's about them. Oh, well, I shouldn't have said who it was about. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't have said who it was from. Sorry. We, 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 yeah. we do front names only. So there's plenty of ferns out there. There's plenty of ferns in the country. We yeah. don't know which fern this is. Could be cotton. It could be Britain. We'll never know. We'll never know. There's two ferns. Let's be honest. There's two ferns. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says, I I just need to tell someone this as I can't tweet it in case my nice neighbours think it's about them. Some people moved in next door who sang the Dawson's Creek theme tune through the wall loudly every day. Genuinely <laughs> looked into ringing the estate agents to get them booted out. <gasps> Guys. Right. Is that? Is it me? Because, Clarky, you're, uh, you're re-watching Dawson's Creek at the moment, aren't well, you? Well, I'm not, but my uh, partner is, and I sing along here's here's what i am absolutely baffled by it's got a different theme tune well every day it had two theme the tunes. first two series are this weird theme tune yeah the first the first series had uh it, it, and only in the uk as well not in america um oh. had this one that was about a uh, suits of armor do you know that one? <laughs> what did they think that would appeal to the British audience? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They thought like it's all about castles and moats. <laughs> yeah, and what's, what's love like in Britain? Well, it's suits of armor, hearts and daggers. That's that. Those were the, the, the lyrics. Um, and then they they just stuck with the I don't want to wait for my life to be over. They put that in as the as the theme from series two onwards. I've but, never uh, seen it. Have you not seen Dawson's Creek? Well, no. Oh, I think was it, it part of T four? I think. Was, of a Sunday yeah. morning, I was never awake in time for T4. I'd usually been out on the Saturday night uh, in yeah. the town red. So, you know, yeah. I yeah, I was too busy being gay. <laughs> <laughs> too gay for Dawson's Creek. I know that's saying something, isn't it? <laughs> so, what uh, from 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 what you've kind of gleaned from popular culture? What do you know about Dawson's Creek, Matt? What as, as somebody who's never I'll tell seen you what I know. I know that yeah. James Van Der Beek played the eponymous Dawson. Is that right? It's correct. And I saw him in another film, which I think was called The Rules of Attraction. Is that right? Oh, that was a good film. The Brett Easton Ellis adaptation. I remember thinking, I remember thinking he was tremendous in that film. What a great performance. Um, Then there was another character of a man who, (laughs) um, does his name begin with J? And that, that was the one that everybody loved. Uh, he his 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 actor his his acting name his real name so I should say his acting name Joshua his, uh, Joshua Jackson that's right right uh, he played um, Pacey Double J. he played Pacey that was his, the name of the Pacey character. and that he was the one that everybody fancied and yeah. then the other thing I know is that Katie Holmes was in it I believe yeah. she played Joey, is that right yeah, yeah. Um, she plays Joey yeah who I met once <gasps> uh, yes where did you meet true. Katie Holmes it was a very strange affair. I met Katie Holmes. This is very strange. So uh, Little Britain great. was, we did an American series of Little Britain. Yeah. And um, uh, it was produced by Simon Fuller, who yeah. is, uh, who's the guy that, um, you know, has looked after David Beckham and of course the Spice Girls. And yeah, he created Seven, the Spice who, Girls, yeah. Uh, he didn't create the Spice Girls oh, actually. My apologies. He, 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 um, uh, I think that was Chris Herbert, but he, he sort of really grew them right. and was there for their, their global success. And then um, he looks after Annie Lennox. He created American Idol. He wow, created man. So You Think You Can Dance. Um, he's actually behind that show Serengeti that was just on TV recently, the animal show. Anyway, he, wow. he's a, a friend of mine. He's a lovely man and 
very kind, very wise. And he um, he took Little Britain to America and we flew out to America. I think we were there working on it. We had a meeting and, uh, and, and he said to me, oh, uh, I mean, this is mad. He said, um, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are throwing a party to welcome the Beckhams to uh, Los <laughs> Angeles because David Beckham had just agreed a deal to play for LA Galaxy. And he yeah. said, um, would you like to come to this party? And I said, oh, uh, yes, yes, let's, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> so I went to this party with my late partner, Kevin. We went to this uh, party where DJ Jazzy Jeff Whoa! Oh, wow! Did a, did a set and no um, Fresh Prince though, just on his own. Uh, well, well, Will Smith was there. It was Will's party. I can't remember. If, Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe Will Smith performed. I can't remember. Anyway, I did not meet Will Smith or Jada Pinkett Smith. I did meet. Um, I don't know if I met David Beckham. I may have done. I met. I, I mean, I, I met him on other other occasions. Yeah. I met. I met Victoria Beckham that night. But I met. Uh, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. I met Katie Holmes that night. And wow. um, I, this is what happened to me, is um, there was a throng of press and media and all sorts of people outside the party. And it, it, it did feel very exclusive. I mean, I was definitely the least famous person in that room. And I met uh, a Jim Carrey that night. Wow. And it was very, yes, very exciting. And it was just the moment when Little Britain was still really big. So Jim Carrey sort of came over and started doing Little Britain catchphrases and things like that. Just, no Yeah, way. my mind was kind no of blown. Way. And and um, uh, anyway, but I was introduced to Katie Holmes. And the moment that I was introduced to Katie Holmes was the exact moment that my jet lag rendered me a complete <laughs> moron. And... I was trying to pass some comment to her. I mean, have you ever have you ever had that? You go, you're, you're jet lagged. You fly. I mean, I flew to Los Angeles and didn't sleep on the plane and got off the plane and sort of went through immigration and went to the hotel and showered and then went to a party. So my head was right. just yeah. You everybody feel like you're underwater. Knows, yeah, it's really weird. So I was wading through this party, as you say, and I was introduced to Katie Holmes. And I was trying to make some point to her about what a gauntlet she and um, Tom Cruise had had to run just getting into the into the party because I'd, I'd I think we'd arrived at the same time as them and they'd they'd been jostling and there'd been all sorts of things and barriers and screaming fans and and actually the sometimes the paparazzi scream at you sometimes you see and it was just yeah. such a crazy thing. That, and I'd arrived and seen that and then and then got into the party and I, I meant to sort of sympathise, not sympathise, but say, oh, you know, I don't know how you deal with it. It's an amazing thing that you deal with. And I said something like, and it was me and Simon Fuller and her, and I said, and I think I said these words. I think I said, I just saw and like what I think, I don't know how, but you did. And it's such a thing. And I mean, my heart, you are, because a lot of people don't know. And then you did this and then how, I don't know, but like when I watched it, like I always just thought because I never knew and then I saw it, you know? And she just wow. said, she sort of looked at me and just went, 
really professionally, a bit like those looks that sort of Meghan Markle gives people, sort of very, <laughs> I know what you're feeling. Um, and just sort of, she just went, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then right. she left. And then I turned to Simon Fuller and I said, I'm very jet lagged. Did, I, did that make any sense? And Simon went, no, it didn't, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> but that was my meeting with Katie Holmes. Well, I had a wonderful conversation when I just picked a sort of, a, a, a sort of I presented a display of words. <laughs> How far into the sentence did you realise this is not going anywhere? This is not a sentence I can come back from? Because sometimes you get halfway through a thing like that and you think, I can maybe turn this around. But was it was it at the end of the sentence you realised, well, that was not... No, 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 no. I mean, it was about a quarter of the way in. But right. <laughs> at that point, you think, well, I'm going to carry on talking because obviously I need... I mean, I must turn this around. I'm here with yeah. with Katie Holmes and all of this and... You know, it's like, and <laughs> it's like and the I, monkeys and the typewriters. You think at some point, if I stuff enough words in here, some sense is going to come out of this. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the least sense I've ever made, ever <laughs> in my life. And I include in that uh, those conversations that you have with people when you're a baby, when you can't yet do words, <laughs> yeah. you think you can. So you just go, like that as a baby. And then people go, oh, yes. And they pretend they know what you mean. It was basically, I was a baby at the party. It was a strange party. I don't know whether it was a party to sort of um, uh, impress the Beckhams and maybe sort of um, open their minds to the idea of becoming Scientologists. Because uh, I I, I sort of, I had a sense of that because uh, obviously Tom Cruise and Casey Holmes were part of that. And um, I think Jazzy Jeff is, I don't think, I think Will Smith is, as far as I know, but I I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I think Jada Pinkett Smith is or some, I think there was a sense of, look, maybe this is something you want to be a part of. Um, Wow. I don't. I, I sense that because I think there were a lot of Scientologists at the party. You probably dodged a bullet from from being recruited to Scientology there. If that conversation had gone better, know. she she would have been like, "Oh, this is. We'll have him as you know. You could have been delivering those big uh, those big speeches that that, that Cruz gives where he talks Cruz, to." All I, the... I did, I, so I met him at the party, and I met him again since then. He was so charming. You know, he was so lovely and sort of um, friendly. Can I ask a question about like? Because, like, in my head, right, the part you've just described... Yes. Like, my head kind of starts to explode there. Because, like, if I go to a house party of someone who I don't know that well, like, I don't know how to function very well. Like, I normally find myself in the corner of a room or, like, going to the toilet too many times. When you're at a party where there's, like, Will Smith and Tom... Like, what do you do? Did you... Do you enjoy yourself? Do you... No, I've been to a few of those. I've been to a few. There there was a moment, again, there's a moment. Somebody I was at school with went on to become incredibly successful in Hollywood. And so when I've been in... And I lived in Los Angeles for seven years. So when I was was in LA, if I went to his birthday party or his wife's birthday party, there would be all the the kind of movie stars there. I don't know. Yes, I think... I think... um, Like, did you dance? No. Like, did, you, did you like, have a, like, like, like... <laughs> no no i think i i'm i'm also one of those people when i go to a party i sort of walk in and i think i wonder if i'll be if i'll be me and that's not like because i wonder if yeah. if i'll meet people and they'll bring out 
they'll bring me out of myself in this in this scenario. Um, I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but I went to. No, that, that's that's a perfect way to explain it. Yeah, I went to a party. Um, uh, there was a guy that I dated, and things hadn't quite worked out. But we remained friends. It was completely amicable, and he had a new. He found a new partner who he was. He was, you know, very enamoured of, and it was around the same time that he turned thirty, and he had a thirtieth birthday party at their at the partner's flat and the partner was very uh, well to do and had been very successful and i went along to it and i the only person i knew at the party was the guy i had dated and yeah. he was very keen for me to be there and very keen for me to meet his his new partner and and um i remember you know of course i went and it was very nice of him to invite me and i'm, I'm very fond of him and i really liked his new partner actually but i remember just also just not because I didn't know anyone at the party, anyone. And so I, I, went, I went to the toilet a lots of times just because I thought, oh, yeah. I can go to the toilet. That's somewhere where I don't have to talk to someone I don't know, which yeah, sounds yeah, really, yeah. I don't mean that in a snobbish way. It no. was just, I remember being at that party and feeling acutely um, uh, shy, yeah. actually. I think you've absolutely nailed social anxiety. The idea that, it's actually incredibly hard work sometimes. Parties are supposed to be fun, but they, they are actually, they feel a lot like a job sometimes when you are, like you say, putting on a character or, or not being able to be yourself. It's... I find, do you enjoy your own parties? Because I find my own parties are, if I throw a party, I'm sort of, uh, I'm slightly outside of myself, making sure that I go and chat to everyone and making sure everyone's having a good time. I always used to find this, that if I had a party, whereas if I went to, if David Williams had a party, if it was his birthday, I could go to his house. I didn't have to worry about hosting it, but I knew I would know like 95% of the people there. Great. And they would be my friends as well, because, you know, we were sort of in each other's lives for so long. So those were always my favourite parties were David's, because it was like, it was almost like my own party, because it was all the people that would come to mine. But I didn't have any of the responsibility of having to... And probably you... You three probably can identify when you go to each other's parties. I'm assuming you have a similar social yeah. circle. Uh, and oh, you really do, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Your, your, your mate's party is always the best one to go yeah. to, your best yeah. mate's party. It's always so much better than your birthday, your mate's birthday. Well, yeah, because well, like, like the, 100%. The other thing that happens um, when I have a party is there's invariably one or two people that say, oh, can I bring a friend? And then they bring their friend, and then I feel an obligation if their friend doesn't know many people to to chat with a friend and then yeah. i often spend the evening talking to the three people at my own party who i don't actually know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that I, I turned 40 um in february and had a, a big party for that and um i i realized though halfway through the party that actually it doesn't like it doesn't no one expects you to spend any amount of time with them and that yeah. was quite freeing. So when I was chat, like when, when I was chatting to people and, I, and someone else would come in who I hadn't yet spoken to, I could literally go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to go and chat to that person over there. And they go, of course you are. It's your birthday. It's your party. And it's the only time you can do it. You can't do that in an ordinary situation where no. you're just, if we're just having a conversation, I go, oh, look, this one's slightly better over there. I'm just going to go and chat to them. <laughs> you can't do that. But it's the it did It did hurt when you did that to me and described someone I should have said, I shouldn't have used the phrase slightly <laughs> I mean, better. Even yeah. though, I mean, it was and your birthday. It's and also, thank you for calling me slightly better, mate. <laughs> I, think, I think so. I think your own parties, what you have to do is sort of stand back 
survey the room and go, yes, not everybody hates me. These people tolerate me. And they all came to pay tribute to me. And some of them even brought me presents. And that's basically what happens if, like me, you're a bit Asperger's-y and you throw a party. And you look around and, like I say, everybody else actually has an amazing time because they yeah. they just get talking to people without the pressure and blah, blah, blah. But one of the I used to throw really big parties. That was, like, my thing years ago. I was, like... I was a, a party thrower. I used to love them. Um, and fancy dress parties as well. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, I used to throw those. They're great. The thing I love about fancy dress parties is that everyone's a star. So if you have a fancy dress party and and some people come and they're quite well known, um, it doesn't. They, they're not necessarily the stars of the party. The star of the party at the fancy dress party is the most resourceful, inventive, fancy dress yeah, costume totally. wearer. You, yeah, you know, absolutely. you so are I love pushing that. on an open door here. You absolutely are. Tom's done a, an entire show about fancy dress. Loves fancy we dress. We love it. But, oh, really? but also, and also, like you said about about social anxiety. Like when you go to a fancy dress party, you're you're something else as well. So it's like you don't feel naked going into a room of people, unless that's your costume. But like you, you you're going in, going like, well, tonight I am this, and so it gives you something yeah, else to play definitely. with. But can right. I ask? There's two two observations I've got here. One is. Some people go to a fancy dress party and then they start to sort of act like the character that they're dressed as, which is quite a weird thing. So when I had my 30th birthday, <laughs> yeah. I did a Britain-themed fancy dress party, right? And my stepfather came along dressed as Boy <laughs> George, but he spent the sort of whole evening going around going, ooh, hello. <laughs> which is, isn't how boy george even speaks that's not but, it's not a good boy george no but he was like well he's gonna be 89 this year and i'm 46 so he was in his he was in his early 70s and he had a whale of a time and he dressed up and he looked he, i must say he looked brilliant i mean it was really it was really funny to see your 73 year old stepfather dressed as boy george and he, he's such a, a such a lovely sweet man anyway you know so yeah walking around with this big grin but he, every time I would speak to him, he'd go, oh, hello, ooh, ooh, ducky, like that, which is very funny. The other, the other observation about fancy dress um, is, that, uh, is that when I was a kid, Halloween was about dressing up as ghosts and witches and wizards. But at some point, I feel like in the last decade, Halloween has just become fancy dress. Am I right? Yeah. Certainly yeah. in America. Yeah. And fancy, I feel like, no, you've got to be scary at Halloween. And now Not, people, you go, who are you going as at Halloween? And they go, I'm going as Garfield the cat. Yeah. And I say, well, what, are you, what, you mean you're going as a kind of Garfield the cat? So zombie been, Garfield, yeah. yeah or, or Garfield the cat that was run over by a car or ravaged by a fox or something. Baked Garfield. into a lasagna. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I'm just going Scarfield. as Garfield the cat. I'm just going as... Yeah. Metal Mickey. Obviously, no one's going to Metal Mickey. And it's normally sexy as well. That's the thing. Is like yes. people try and look sexy, and you go, "Well, it's not. It's not scary being sexy. You look great. You've got to be scary. You've got to be horrible." I know. So that's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going as a playgirl, a, a Playboy bunny or whatever, and I say, "What? One yeah. of the ones that was murdered? No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, "If you're going to come as a schoolgirl, come as one that's gone missing." <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Can you hear? Are you getting any residual noise from outside? Because there's children in a paddling pool outside. Can you hear it? No. no can can you can you just put your head out the window and shout at them, tell them to stop? Yes, I'll say. How <laughs> dare you? Well, actually, I should do because I actually don't really like people enjoying themselves that aren't me. <laughs> I've never liked it. Well, I'm a terrible misanthrope, and when I walk around, you know, like you're walking around on a summer's day, 
and you sort of see people in a park just having a nice time. I'm like, fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> you must oh, be it's loving, a real, it's yeah, a real no, shame we didn't get to go to one of your parties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck those people. I have not engineered this fun. How dare they have it? You know. Well, this is a perfect time for you then to go to a park and be angry at people. It's like that you're allowed now. Oh, it's I should do. I should do. I should go at the park with a loud hailer. Shouldn't I? <laughs> Send people home. Tomatoes. It's tomatoes. <laughs> well, I've got to listen to what the baked potatoes say. It's very well, true. It's it. very, very true. You see. Um, have we got any? Have we even come close to solving Fern's beef? <laughs> I don't think we oh, have. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I feel like. No, no. no. Dawson's Creek. Well, I don't know enough about the show. What do you do? I think I used to, uh, uh, when I was at uh, the, the house I grew up in, we had very nice neighbours, lovely. And uh, But he used to, he would learn the guitar. There was a teenage boy in the room next door to mine. Not right. in my house, but, we're, you know, a semi-detached house. So in the room on, on you know, next to mine, as it were. And he would play um, Cavatina. He would be learning uh, Cavatina by John Williams. You know, the... Um, it's the music from the gallery in Take Heart. Oh, yeah, uh, And I think yeah. it's from the Deer Hunter. It's, uh, I think it's that... Sorry, my singing voice is not uh, 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 very good today. But um, he would play that. He would only play that, and he would always play that. That's like and, the soundtrack to your youth. Yeah, that song, yeah. He'd play it very well, but, I mean, that is all he would play. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite emotional to have that constantly going on in the background in your formative years yes yeah it just yeah i mean it's it reminds me of my childhood whenever i hear that also because the gallery on take heart was something that it was the, it was like a kind of interactive part of the show because you could watch the gallery where they would just show different pieces of art that people had sent in and you could go good good rubbish <laughs> it's Oh, I could do better than that. Amazing. And you could sort of do, do a commentary from home. When, when I would watch that, I would be consumed by uh, total jealousy that I hadn't... I mean, I'd never send anything into... I've never sent anything into a, into a TV show, but I was just furious that someone else had. I wanted... Yes. I, was, I wanted... I was exactly I, the same. Why, why, why I was the same. I've not drawn How anything. How dare those bastards be in the Pink Windmill show? I hate <laughs> it. I like it. Basically, it's an extension of my misanthropy. It, it's... It, it's it's misanthropy is that right Mithan- misanthropism misanthropy, misanthropy. Yeah, misanthropy. um uh it's <laughs> extension of that i think uh very quickly that fern should join in the singing join I in that's... i'll tell you what you should do is 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 so so um dawson's creek was part of t4 yeah is that right yes that's yeah. right yeah yeah. yeah yeah so i think what you do is you respond the minute they stop you blast you you get some archive recordings of other T four shows. Oh, and you... well, what about John? Yeah, what about Jonathan Creek? Get the Jonathan oh, Creek soundtrack. Like Creek go with Creek. Creek, go Creek for yes. Creek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you'll be up the Creek. Ha 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 ha. You you you. Um, that's a really good idea with Jonathan Creek. Yeah, yeah. But you blast that at the same time or immediately afterwards? Would you say? Tom? Maybe immediately afterwards. Go Creek for Creek. Yeah, yeah. just as like as a return, and then they'll they'll probably get the they'll probably get it. What was the Jonathan well, Creek this is thing? What I'm, this is uh, what I'm thinking. Down, down, da da da. Oh, God. <laughs> well, wasn't it? It was the, yeah. Really poignant start to this, quite an irreverent show. Um, <laughs> the good thing about that is as well, because um, I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of Zoom quizzes recently, and uh, guess the 90s uh, TV theme tune 
is a really great one. You, know, you, you give someone the big break yeah. theme, not the big break theme, it's got, it's got lyrics, but like the Noel's House Party theme tune or the Animal Hospital theme tune or one of those, and they cannot recognise it. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. And so they'll have the same thing. You'll play the Jonathan Creek theme tune and they'll be like, what's that? I know it. Is yeah, it no one, what is no one recognises Animal Hospital. That's what I've found. No. Well, it's you know yeah. it's, it's fallen out of favour a little bit. In I'll tell you what, there's obviously. there's good ones to play. There's uh, the Cook Report. I often play that one in oh, quizzes. That's good, yeah. People that gets people, um, and then sometimes just sticking Jeremy Kyle and people just they don't know it. They know it, but they don't know it. Even though you, yes. you it's on all the time. You just suddenly there's some there's some theme tunes that just don't register. They just they're not like they're not they're not warming hearty pieces of music so they just they just sort of well like, they just like, sort of exist like the show I, itself yeah I, I love that we i love that we sound like djs discussing a set <laughs> <laughs> like, you know when i'm doing my zoom quiz i just i just bang in the jeremy kyle people go mental yeah. they don't know but they're getting it and then i follow what, it with a cook report and it goes what, off <laughs> what are great tv themes to play that that when you play them you'll really enjoy them yourselves i would say around the world with willie fogg is such oh, a great oh, such a good singer hey, days around the, the world, world. Absolute banger. Da, da, um, da, 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 da. It's so beautiful, isn't it? It's really um, great. We had that on vinyl. The Littlest Did Hobo you? always... Oh, <laughs> yeah. so, sorry. The sorry, Littlest sorry. Hobo is a Makes me cry. As well. Makes oh, me cry still. Hobo. You, you, yeah. you hear that and it just... It just it's the, it's, I remember watching The Littlest Hobo. It's the first time I understood the expression to have a lump in your throat because I genuinely had sort of like a pain oh, That was my... The Littlest Homo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> um, But yeah, a, 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 a sad theme tune is The Littlest Hobo. What, what the other... What the other Beautiful. Actually... Gladiators, by the way, if, you're ever, if you ever want to put something onto a, a gym playlist, my wife puts, has put the, turned me onto this, put The Gladiators theme tune onto your running playlist and boom, off you go. I know you say that, but what's... The gym. Ah, good point. <laughs> the gym is the gym's the name of the littlest homo. I've now eaten so much in lockdown that I can't even fit on a Zoom call. We can't see you anymore. That's what I was going to no. say. <laughs> I, 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 I literally just fill your field of vision. I, you can't see anything else. This is why we have to do um, audio only. What else is a good one to really work out to? Baywatch has got a good kind of workout vibe yes, to it. Yes, it? it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tell you the. the Another one that sort of I, I loved. Do you remember the raccoons? Yes, that's very good. I was yeah. going to say that. Opening theme is fantastic, Brilliant. but closing theme, the run with us. Do you remember that? Run with us. We have everything you need. What a banger. DuckTales. DuckTales is a strong one. Right. What's, the, what's the worst TV theme to work out to? I reckon Last of the Summer Wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst, but the most accurate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the most, it's the most appropriate, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just hobbling along yeah. on a yeah. treadmill. It's that or Steptoe That's and Sun. That treadmill's not even yeah. on. <laughs> Steptoe and Sun would be good. Um, Coronation Street wouldn't get, it would be quite hard to get pumped into. Yeah, it's so slow. Coronation Street, I pop that on. I pop Coronation Street and East Enders for the cool down bit. I tell you what, would be, <laughs> I tell you what would be great on the treadmill with the bill. Because you'd really feel like you're walking at pace yeah. to catch a criminal. Yes, <laughs> and it climax. There's a big climax at the end of that, isn't there? It's, that's a. It's a really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bill in the bill. What would a shoplifter in the bill be be stealing? That you probably uh, it'd be something that you can't really get anymore. What's a really eighties thing? 
uh, a, fa- a fax machine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a telex. Yeah. So a filofax. <laughs> They're being WH Smith being stealing filofax papers. Nick and a fun fact. Is this your? This is your workout video. This you need to do this, Matt. Uh, TV, TV themes workout with Matt Lucas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What the the right fin- themes to work out to and the wrong ones. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish off casualty. So do we have any other, does, what happens now? Are there more emails read out? I feel like I'm, well, or, I keep changing the subject. I'm not being helpful. Ordinarily, we read about four, but... Um, but oh. uh, <laughs> I don't think, there's no rush. There's, we don't have we, to. We, we, we don't have to, no. But shall we, so we, we've, we've solved, we can say beef solved to fur. Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I like this. Mark writes via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. Hello, my flatmate keeps putting the mugs and glasses the wrong way up in the cupboard. Well, what's the wrong way up? I believe they should... I have strong feelings on this. I believe they should sit in the cupboard the way that they would sit usually and not upside down. Correct. He puts them you, upside down with the rim on the wood. Right. If you do that, your drink will taste off cupboard. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Exactly. Cupboard. <laughs> Sometimes people have those kind of like meshes they put down in the uh, in their cupboards so that it's not actually on the the cupboard well, taste the mesh then still it's, 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 look, exactly what taste you want it to mesh, taste of is is nothing except for drink that's all you want you want to taste of the drink you're drinking you don't want to i've have... always wanted to do a comedy sketch where it's just me somebody rings the doorbell and i open the door and i say i'm sorry please sorry please excuse the mesh and then there's a giant mesh that we get tangled up in <laughs> sorry but anyway that was just because you mentioned the mesh uh the the i i i have to say i think that is fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that you, you know, you, 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 what you've done there is given yourself now. Firstly, you took them out of the dishwasher. You, you had to turn them upside down, sort of yeah. to shake them off. Mm-hmm. And now you've now given yourself extra work. You pull them out of the, out of the cupboard. You've got to turn them. You've got to turn them upside down. You're going to give yourself to... RSI, basically, aren't yes, you? Yes, deservedly so. so. <laughs> also. If they've gone in ever so slightly damp, then you, when when you come to them, they've got like a like a 
steam in there. There's yeah. absolutely. If there's things growing in it. Dis- so what's dis- the thought behind it then? What's the thought behind it? Why do people go for it? There's got to be a, there's got to be a school of thought that means that's best, right? I feel as though it it comes from putting it on a drain board upside down. They go like, oh, it's because if it is a bit wet, the water runs out. But obviously See, into your cupboard. I think I just think the thought behind it is that there are people in this world who shouldn't be in this world. Thank you so much. Because they, you know what, they don't do it. They don't do it with bowls. People are enjoying themselves. Yeah. Enjoying themselves. <laughs> Put the mugs up, upside down. You know, you're not welcome here. Well, I must say that is akin, and I'm sure you've discussed this before, to putting the toilet roll on the wrong way so oh, that it, yeah, so that it, it's at the back rather than at the front. Yeah, it's mad. You know what I'm talking about, of well, course. Yeah, oh, I know what you're talking can, about. Can a can a loo roll go on the wrong way? Uh, yes, oh, a loo roll can tall. go on the wrong way. If you if you put the loo roll on the loo roll holder, and yeah. you're you're pulling it towards you, but you have to pull it from underneath. Because it goes down the back, that's yeah. the wrong way. You want to be able why? to snap it off. You can say why. <laughs> can't you? Sna- yeah, can't you snap it off if it's at the back? You can, but it's just slightly it's harder. Fur- further to travel as well. Further for the hand to travel. You, what oh, I think is you also... have less accuracy when um, <laughs> you have less accuracy when <laughs> ripping off the the last sheet that you need. And also, I guess you're putting your hand on a sheet that you're not necessarily ripping off. Well, I think what is happens right? is you go to grab the sheet at the back, and then as you do that, you just slightly lift the toilet roll, and it comes off the holder a bit sometimes. Right, right. <laughs> Parry's trying to... You're doing a sort of hand mime here to try to work this out yourself. It's just, I'm, which, if, I, quite, I quite fancy it at the back. I think if if it's small, well, welcoming. I, I I I I fancy it at the back, but <laughs> <laughs> hello. Um, I think I, you know aesthetically, it seems quite pleasing at the back. No, oh, it looks wrong. Oh, Every it's hotel quite aggressive. you go into, it's at the front, and if you yeah. go into a really pretentious hotel, and I include yeah. the Marriotts in this, sure. they do <laughs> a uh, somebody's done a little sort of thing with the end paper where they've a corner sort of folded fold, it into it, yeah. a present yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know, corner fold, yeah. It's, but it's, as, but... if it, as if it's a napkin in a glass at Christmas dinner. <laughs> so, like, at the, at the at the Tom Cruise party, for example, yeah. you're telling me the toilet roll's at the front? Well, They're... definitely. Actually, no. What they had at the Tom Cruise party, because it was Hollywood, they had just small boys on their knees who would blow, <laughs> who would blow on your anus. Right, yes. After yes, you'd been okay. to the toilet. So that you didn't actually need. They were like a sort of, you know, those um, those Japanese toilets, little bee days. They were like you'd have yeah. a human version of that because it's Hollywood. Boy, boy days. Boy days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for boy days. <laughs> they were they were over the age of eighteen. Okay, guys. Sure, that's of course. still young. That's still young. It was, a, it was course, a different yeah. time. Um, hey, you, you know when you met Tom Cruise? Did he say time. you know? <laughs> you know when you met Tom Cruise did he say your name back to you loads because that's the chat that everyone always says about I met him twice he was extremely friendly he also spoke with passion about Little Britain which was very no charming way. of him yeah and I met him uh, the second time I was in a box at LA Galaxy I was in David Beckham's box at LA Galaxy <laughs> and I was sat in the seat behind Tom Cruise and he was Again, really cordial. He was really gracious with um, fans who wanted photographs and autographs. He had time for absolutely everyone. He was consummate pro. Um, and it was, you know, it was amazing to see that 
obviously someone like Tom Cruise is never going to be able to sign and shake the hands of absolutely everybody who wants, you know, yeah, wants yeah. to shake his hand, but he damn well did as much as he could. And um, he was very charming. And, um, and did, did you want, did you, did you get a photo with him? Like, no, did you want, no. Yeah, I was going to say like, I don't think I did because I, I was feel like. Exactly. Yeah. He's not it's good hard, enough to have one with me. No, I was still like <laughs> uh, joking. I was still like no. I felt I felt like it would be an imposition to ask. I don't. I no. I did or maybe I didn't even think about it. Maybe I just. I don't know. No, because he's out there. He's just enjoying the football. Just... That's it. Yeah, I know. It's it's that thing, isn't it? Of going like. I always think like retrospectively in those situations, you go, you never want to be the person who's asking for a photo, but then afterwards you kind of go, it would be nice to no, have a photo. No, but actually what I knew was, you know. I didn't need to actually thinking about it because I could see <laughs> there were loads of paparazzi shoot, filming us for the entirety of the match. And what I do know was that there were loads of <laughs> photographs in the papers of like literally Tom Cruise and me sat in the seat behind him. And there's photos where I'm like talking to him and he's like really laughing at something I'm saying. Oh, and, God, that's and, great. And, and like, I remember it being in the Daily Mail and the comments were like, the fuck is Matt Lucas doing there? <laughs> fury, like fury, absolute fury. Yeah. Like how disgusted people were. I was there. But you know angry. what? You know what? You know what rage that is, don't you? That's the same rage that we used to have watching the Heartbeat Gallery. That's all yeah. it is. They just want to be Jack Heart That's all it is. Well, I tell you, it's the same. It's the same rage I get when I see people enjoying themselves. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. It's um, envy it's, rage. It's it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose that is the, uh, that's the good thing about going hanging out with Tom Cruise. It's a little bit like being... Hang out with Tom Cruise. I mean, it was literally... But, uh, it, was, it was two <laughs> times in my life. I mean... Spending a uh, moment, though, with Tom Cruise, is the chances are yeah. that somebody's taking the photograph anyway. So it's a bit like being on a log flume. All you've got to do at the end of it, there's a photograph there waiting for you. Just, just make sure you're looking good the whole exactly. time. Exactly. That's all you got to think of. Just, just look. <laughs> tell me this, right? You know, have you been to? You go to a theme park in America. Yeah. You go to Disneyland Universal. When you arrive, literally, just when you you put your you, you know, shown your ticket at the gate or bought your ticket, and you walk in. There's always someone with a nice camera who wants to take a photo of you in the park. Yeah. And you see people having those photos taken. Like, I don't. I mean, not to be mean, but I was like, why don't you just give someone your camera phone and ask them to take a photo or give them your camera? Is I'm always it... amazed that, that there's still an industry and people paying $30 for someone yeah. to just take a photo of them in Disneyland. It's not like it's a photo of them with Mickey Mouse. People like those cardboard sleeves, though. Oh, Pretty do. nice, those cardboard sleeves. Here's they the do, thing. and I think actually you're right because often they print something on the corner of the photograph, don't they? They do, yeah. So, exactly. so you know it's a fish. Here's, here's the thing, though, as well with those. Often, if you go to uh, like a tourist attraction, they will take a photograph before you get... To, like if you go to the Shard, for example, they'll take a photo of you downstairs, like on the ground floor of the Shard, on a green screen with the Shard behind yeah. you. Really? Yeah, what? and then you can yeah. buy that afterwards and you go, well, no, That's I'm about it. to go up the fucking Shard. Why do I not get the... <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, there's so many. When we were, uh, my wife and I went on a holiday around uh, New Zealand. We went to loads of like places like the um, the, the Waitomo Caves and stuff. And we were about to go inside the caves and like no photography in the caves, but we'll take your photograph and superimpose it onto five different versions of the cave that we've <laughs> yeah, taken yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And and then we'll charge you twenty dollars. Of course, we bought it because it was so funny. But yeah. you know, like with <laughs> stupid these yeah. stupid photographs, and it's the same photo. They didn't even ask. On the, the, there was one that were like, okay, look up. 
look up this time as if you're being, you know, as if you're wowed by the caves. Yeah. So we've not yet seen the caves yet. So we've got to be, imagine what we're going to feel once we get into the caves and be like, ah, and, and then they that's, sell you the photo what, back. My wife and I did that for our whole honeymoon. Did she? We just told people we went to New Zealand, <laughs> but really we, we just had a photo shoot down the road in Croydon behind a green screen. You've just given me a green screen flashback, which is so horrific. Um, yes. which is basically when I was about ooh, 13, 14, there was this really brilliant museum at uh, the South Bank in London, which was only there for probably five or six years. I, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Museum of the Moving Image, MoMA. Yeah, MoMA. Yeah, I, I went there all the time, fantastic. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. They'd have dedicated exhibitions. There was the, um, there was the, uh, uh, the Muppets, and yes. they had like one of Charlie Chaplin's original canes. I think they had uh, uh, Oliver Hardy's bowler hat and it was absolutely brilliant. But they, they was very keen, and this is what, late eighties, to do some kind of interactivity. And I remember um, one of the things they did was you could do a split screen interview with Barry Norman, supposedly on the set of film. <laughs> right, yeah. right? And where you'd sit in this booth and uh, and then Barry would ask you questions and you'd and leave gaps and you'd answer them and then they'd then they so anyway so I went in there and being about thirteen and thinking oh yeah I'm going to be a comedian one day I gave like really rude answers my grandma took me <laughs> and I gave like really rude like really kind of really like unfunny rude answers that you do when you're like thirteen and sort of you know going I'm Barry Norman what's your problem and just doing things like that thinking it was really funny right but what happened was. <laughs> I came out of there and think it was just just sort of amusing myself right and there was a whole group of people and they'd been watching it on a monitor oh wow while I was doing it and they all just looked at me like I was so they was really disappointed in me you know when a teacher says I'm not <laughs> angry I'm just disappointed right yeah they looked at me and then grandma said oh I think you should see it like that, like she, no. she was angry with me and she, she wanted to teach me a lesson, which I think was r the right thing to do. And so I stood there and like a new crowd gathered and I had to stand there and squirm while they played the whole sort of two minute bit again on the monitor of me just being oh, the most horrible child. It was awful. But the other brilliant thing that happened in there was that in, in the Museum of the Moving Image, they'd have um, actors sort of out of work theatre actors yeah, being yeah. characters and interacting with you. Do you remember that? Yeah, so they'd have yeah. somebody who was uh, working in the um, uh, cinema foyer of a movie in 1939 and they'd pretend to be them. And they had this uh, uh, little um, uh, Russian train carriage in which they were showing Eisenstein uh, silent films. And this actor was pretending to be like a Russian train guard, and he tried to usher us into the carriage to watch some Eisenstein. And my grandmother, she went, come along, we are not being ordered around by a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> he still didn't quite realise that it wasn't, that it no, wasn't like, that it was just a, a man It's acting. a 19 year old kid who's just out of, you know, just out of drama school and wants to make it in the business. I know, but also I remember, I remember around the same time walking along with my grandmother and there was a play on at the Lyric Theatre at the time called Burn This, which starred John Malkovich. And this sign said, Burn This Lyric Theatre. And my grandmother saw it and went, well, that is terrible. That's a lovely theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they want to do that? <laughs>
Yeah. So anyway, we... sorry, these so stories go right. nowhere, and I'm no, terribly that's... sorry. Oh, I love no, it. Are... Absolutely love it. Always that was en- my green screen hell. Always entertaining. Have we? Have we? I mean, basically, what we need to to, to say to Mark is just just play your your flatmate. This, you know, pre pre anecdotes, obviously, but um, but the the the, the, the stuff. I mean, it's, it's it's clear. You don't. I mean, I don't even. It's one of those things where I can't get my head around why someone would do it you don't do it with plates you don't do it with cutlery you don't do it with bowls why is it happening to mugs it doesn't make any sense yeah, you at don't all. do so it hard. you never put a vase back in the cupboard upside down do you exactly no no, no. bowls you got no. you're basically trapping air you're putting old air into your into a mug yeah you're, you're drinking stale air <laughs> it's disgusting stale air he died of stale air. <laughs> sounds like a, that sounds like something you'd see on a gravestone in a churchyard. And somebody in 1742 died of stale air. Uh, yeah. Taken taken by stale air. Yeah, or it's like Jonathan. It's an episode of Jonathan yes. Creek. He died. Of stale air. <laughs> well, I do, yeah, um, what I, else do we put upside down? You don't put. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I've got a, I've got a solution. Right. Here. I've got a solution. Right. So get one of those vaping things. Right. Go along, get go to the cupboard at night and vape into each oh, one of the good. mugs. That's great. Right? So when, that you say the next vaping, morning... when you say vaping things, do you mean vape? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So vape into each one of the mugs at night, and then when he gets up in the morning and goes for a mug, he'll get to actually see the stale air. That's and get good. buy like one of those rancid vape flavours. Don't get like a nice one. You don't want to go like, oh, blueberries. Can you buy rancid like, oh. vape flavours? There must be a market for it, right? Because, you know, like you used to have those gobstoppers that were like, this is going to blow your, you know, like your, your mind. You know what? <laughs> I think you're right. I think, I think you can. And I think not only can you buy rancid, intentionally rancid vape flavours, you can buy yeah. intentionally rancid vape flavours that were intentionally created uh, for uh, for stale air to be blown into cupboards yeah. to teach uh, neighbours who put glasses upside down a lesson. I think I think it's called cupboard poo. Uh, the that, one I'm yeah, thinking there of. you go. Get That's yourself a vial of cupboard, cupboard poo. poo. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah. you can't, if you can't, you know, if you don't want it, if your if your local vape shop is closed, I imagine quite a lot of them are at the moment. Then just fart into the mugs. I know it's a bit grim. It's a bit <laughs> oh, gross, but that's really gross. nature's vape. Just, Can I just say, vape. once you're farting into the mugs, your argument about putting them upside down does is really kind of been blown out of the water. Okay. Because yeah. Because take, you, um, to get, you've, you know, you've kind of just added insult to injury there. Take one of the mugs, make that your mug, keep that in your room, keep that, you know, wash that up yourself. Right way up, you'll know which one right it is. Right way up, keep that, keep that in your room, have that as your mug, fart in all the other mugs. The logistics of getting the mug from your arse to the cupboard with the fart still in it. Oh, no, you've got to stand on the, you've got to stand on the ledge and fart this into the cupboard and, safe, and catch it. This is a health and safety well, nightmare. All right. You know, just, you different just, strokes, all, all you need is a coaster. Exactly. Fart. Is it? Yes, use a coaster. That's exactly right, Clarky. You fart. Use a coaster. You trap it with a coaster like a spider. Then you release it onto the shelf of the. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Yeah, but then you're. Everyone's going to be doing it. All right. Here's a question. Are, oh, is, yeah. uh, we're all saying that the, the the flatmate is wrong in putting the glasses upside down. We're all saying it. Yeah. Why yeah. Why do we think the flatmate is doing it? So. To give them the benefit of the doubt, what if there's like some kind of leak in the cupboard or some, you know, fly? They can't, you know. There's a fly in the cupboard. The fly just fly out. 
No, but if there's a fly in the cupboard, it can't shit in the mug, can it, if it's upside Maybe down? Maybe they think that the inside of the uh, cup will become dusty or something if it's left in a cupboard, and so they, they're protecting the inside of the mug. How long are you leaving it in the cupboard? Just get fewer mugs then. Get, well, actually, get- this does, this does uh, bring up a point, which is during the pandemic, I am loading and unloading that washing machine every day. So those mugs don't even stay in the cupboard very long right now. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you know, you're going fresh mug for every new cup of tea or whatever, it's, whatever it is. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't think it makes... Even when we try and give them the benefit of the doubt, it still makes fuck all sense. I think the guy's, I think the, the guy's a lunatic. <laughs> and quite frankly, I don't want to hear any more about it. I, um, <laughs> I, think, then, this, I think we've been trolled and I think this whole, this whole uh, <laughs> message was just an exercise in shit stirring. You know what? <laughs> Which, by the way, is what you do Look. after you've uh, pulled out a fart mug. It's <laughs> yeah. a massive exercise in mug farting, and we need yeah. to draw yeah. a line under it. You know what? Mark, we're calling this beef solved. Beef from the sorting out your beef! Beef solved. Clarky, you have to go, don't you? So we should, we should, I'm afraid we should do, wrap this sorry. up. Um, Matt, it's been so lovely having you on the show. Thank you so much. It's been a total pleasure. Thank you. I feel like, like I, I do most days during lockdown, which is I didn't really get much done, and I'm so sorry. But we did talk a lot. I feel like we didn't get through enough beefs, and I feel very bad. We filled a podcast, no, and that's all, all that counts. That's all that matters. Was... In this lockdown, it's, it's just important that we keep podcasting. The, the yes. beef solving is, is very much plan B. Plan yes. A is just constantly talk and put it out there, guys. Put it out there. Um, thank you so much. And um... What a treat, Matt. Thank oh, you so thank much. Oh, thank you. I, I usually would say it's nice to get out of the house, but, I mean, that didn't happen. <laughs> Go and jump in the paddling pool with the yes. kids. Bomb in. Yes, they'll love that if I do that. Hello, neighbours. You have a fat man in your pool now. <laughs> well, there you go. What a treat that was. Thank you for joining us, listener dear. It is always a pleasure to be within your ear canal. Yes, and it's always a pleasure to uh, have you there, Tom. Always a pleasure. Oh, to yeah. And I'll tell you how else it's a real pleasure to have there. My friend, my colleague, it's you, Matthew. It's oh, always been you. Thank you so much. And uh, can I just say, running around, robbing banks, all whacked up on Scooby Snacks, it's got to be you, Tom. It was me all along. It was me all along. Um, this episode was produced by you, Matthew. It was produced by you. It's always <laughs> by me. Produced by you. Caution uh, me, I guess. <laughs> caution you. Uh, it was produced by Emma. Caution, of course. Caution, team. Um, if you enjoyed the show, leave a review on iTunes. Recommend it to a friend. Hop along the Patreon community. Um, <laughs> If, if, if you know what Just that means, then please guys. do it. <laughs> guys, hop along the Patreon community. Guys, the other place you can hop, hop along our Twitter at Pappy's Tweet. Hop along yeah. our Instagram at Pappy's Comedy. You know, uh, and of course, uh, hop along Eventbrite and see if you can get tickets for the next Flatshare Slamdown on July the 8th. Just Great. basically, hop along. Um, cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye. Okay. 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 Okay, 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 all right, all right, can we please be upstanding, okay, 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 please be upstanding, okay, for the Patreon Neighbourhood Watch, okay, roll call, okay, 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 okay.
No, no, okay, okay. Enough of that, though. On, are you okay? Okay, okay, okay. Let's pipe down now. Let's pipe down. Okay, okay. Off you go. Okay, all right. Well, I was I was with this bloke the other day. Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. But enough of that. You know, we stopped. We stopped for a brewski, and you're not going to believe who it was. It was Stefan Kajewski, of course. Okay, okay. Pipe down. Can we pipe down, please? Okay, enough of that. I went out with someone the other day, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, enough uh, of that. I got. I got to tell you. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Thank you. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. I can tell you. He's he's no fool. Okay. It's Matthew Poole. It's Matthew Poole. Jesus Christ. That's that's too much, guys. Honestly, can we cut it out, please? Okay. All right. Please. I need to get home. I've got a project going on in my bald loft. Uh, Okay. 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 I've got to get back to my project. Okay. Okay. Your bald loft. Yes, I'm making my loft bold with my friend. Matt Holdcroft. Okay. 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 All right. Enough of that. You've let yourself down there, but okay. No, no. Pipe down. Pipe pipe down. Okay. If you will, if you must. Okay. Listen, all of this is actually starting to get 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 my nerves a little bit. You know, it's starting to make me feel a little bit anxious. It's starting to make me feel a little bit crazy. Okay. 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 Pipe down. Need to have a little relaxing chat with my friend. Faye Blazy. Okay, oh, calm yeah. it down. Okay, okay. That's okay. enough of that. I see what you were doing there now. Yes, and right. Okay, 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 okay. Well, everyone, okay. Needs to, everyone does need to calm down now okay. because uh, I, I, I'd say this, but uh, someone's been playing around with Musborrow. Oh, no. Pipe it down, guys. Pipe it down, guys. Pipe it down, please. Who's been playing around with Musborrow? I think we know who it is. I think we know who it is. It's Mike Warren. Okay, yeah, Mike, okay, okay, okay put right, the sparring okay. down, Mike, okay. okay. Hey, do me a favour, okay, stop messing around, pick up that jelly bean, toss it in my gobson. <laughs> toss it into my gobson! Okay, Don't okay. throw it over there, we all know who sat there three days ago and let out a fucking fart. <laughs> It was Steph Robson. Okay, okay. Steph, okay. Enough of that, Steph. Three days ago, still around. Still stinks. Okay, okay. okay. Fucking hell. Okay. Oh. I can barely contain my sporran over here. So bit down. Oh, he's returned it, has he? He's returned your sporran. Oh, he's, he's, he's given it back, but i tell you what, what he did in it four days ago. It doesn't play down! All right, guys. Now listen, pipe listen. Down, just pipe, pipe down, down, guys. Seriously, put, seriously. Enough, pipe enough, okay. enough okay. of that. Seriously, okay. uh, enough of that, guys. Okay, uh, do a little uh, bit of fun. Enough, okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Now listen. The other day, uh, this, this bloke, right? He's oh awful, no. Okay. Awful, awful gentleman. Uh, I can't. Did he pipe down? I tried to tell him to pipe down. He, he actually wrote me, uh, wrote, wrote me a, a screed on a bit of old parchment. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's uncalled for. Yeah, he uh, he got the uh, he got his branding, he got his 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 his, his, his branding uh, uh, seal out and uh, he what? yeah and he, uh, he he took a you know took took a number two I don't want to say oh what he did he took a number two on the parchment and then used oh, the branding what? the branding seal to uh, sort of make an insignia on it it was um, yeah he said there's your parchment it's been shit sealed. 
Oh, oh, that is classic Carl Whitfield. That is classic Carl Whitfield. He branded the parchment. He's absolutely shit sealed it. Everyone needs to pipe down right now because this has been going on too much. It's been going on too much. We all know really? what's going on here. Okay. It's been too much, okay? Okay. Pipe down. Pipe down. Okay. It's like this. It's like this every day. It's like this every goddamn day, you guys. Just pipe down. Pipe We've been down. getting it. We've been getting it in the neck daily. Daily pipe down. Pipe down, oh, guys. Pipe down. Okay, nah. okay. And I tell you who's the real problem. It's Simon Bailey. Oh, oh it absolutely is. Well, can you all just pipe, pipe down? down. Pipe down. Pipe down. No, well, listen, listen. They asked me to name names. Oh yeah. They they came to me. They said, "Will pa- you name names?" Okay, okay. Pa- I said pa- no. I said no. Pa- 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 I said no. I said no. 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 Pa- I will not name names. I say I I I absolutely refuse. But they but try- then I but then they I tried thought to make about you, it. They tried to make you name names. You said no. 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 Uh, they tried to make me name names, and I said no. 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 I absolutely refuse. And then I said, "Go on, then I'll give you one." It's David Hughes. Pipe down, okay, okay, Oh no, oh his chest. Oh god, undo his top button, because that concludes today's neighbourhood watch. Oh Patreon, roll call, come down, pipe down, pipe down, pipe down, everybody. I'm a star man waiting in the sky. Undo his top button. Pipe down, oh pipe down. I'm a black star. John, I'm only dancing. Dance, magic dance. Give me a liver and an onion pie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.